The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, 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 hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. This is our third show from the desert. We want to welcome everybody. We're enjoying it. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. So uh, first, we'll introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Good day, everyone. How is everyone feeling? <laughs> we are feeling wonderful. Then we got our cool, uh, then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. It is beautiful. Hello, fellas. Weather here is outrageous. You're loving it? Love it. 60 at night. Tomorrow will be 90, oh. and during the week, 92 and 94, with the low of 60 and 55, because desert does that, hot in the day, cold at night. But it's a dry heat. Oh, it's but wonderful. It's Our humidity today was 12. Nice. <laughs> Coming from Long Island, right. New York, where the humidity was like 145, I mean, come on. Total reverse. It's wonderful weather here. I'm crazy about What do you got going weather. there, Chad, with it? What's the weather in Florida right now? Man, you should know Florida weather by heart. We are partly cloudy, breezy. Uh, <laughs> partly cloudy. Yeah, yeah partly we got some cloudy. big, big fat sunny. clouds rolling through with some blue shining through. But uh, it's sunny, partly cloudy, breezy. Uh, probably about 81, 82, something like that, maybe? 85? Fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Now, nice poor New York is still cold. I mean, it's, th it's what, Thanksgiving. It's uh, Easter next week. And, you know, I remember when oh, I was... Sunday. Easter's like in four days, I think. Well, that's next week, isn't it? Oh, oh I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Right this Sunday's Easter. The Saturday's Passover. Right. And I remember when I was a kid, we'd all get dolled up. You know, our parents bought us beautiful Easter outfits. I always had a gorgeous suit. And I would hope for it to be warm so I didn't have to wear a coat so I could show off my suit. And it was nice weather. Now, I mean, it's crazy. Easter and it's snowing and cold and terrible in New York. Well, we're going to have like 80 or 90 here, so it'll and, be you know, nice. I don't gloat. Like a lot of people that live in the warm climate, especially Florida, they say, oh, New York has got snow. They're freezing. I do not gloat about that. I feel badly about that because I know how many friends of mine that live in New York who cannot get away, who cannot move away, and who are freezing, and they hate that weather. So if you really care for your relatives and your friends that are living in cold climates, don't gloat. It's just stupidity. Anyway, my first thing I'm going to discuss is please support Nashville Universe Music Awards because the publicist of the year could be Jimmy Starr. And a promoter and the promoter of the year is Lady Lake for music. So if you vote for Jimmy Starr, he will win. Wow. And if he wins, we will be happy. <laughs> and if we're happy, our show will be better. 
And if you don't for him, don't vote for him, and he loses, then I just won't be nice anymore. I'll be mean again. Where do you go to vote? Go to NashvilleUniverse.com, and you have to set up an account, everybody. It's a really cool thing. Actually, Chad, you should be a member anyway. You're a country music star. Right. And uh, go to Nashville Universe, uh, set up an account, and then go hit vote for round one. And there's about 20 different categories. you got to vote for all of them, but I'm in the category for best publicist, and Lady Lake Music is in the category for best promoter and there's a ton of people that are actually nominated for best band and best singer and all the stuff and mo a lot of them have been on our show so you can go through the names and find the people that have been guests on the jimmy star show with ron Ruff. okay so. next thing i want to discuss is passover yes and everyone have a wonderful passover and eat well because the food's not so hot for passover uh, new year's is far better food passover is very religious food but i did go to many passover dinners of jewish friends of mine and some of them made mandel bread and i love 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 mandel bread and noodle pudding uh so enjoy the mandel bread and the noodle pudding and certainly everyone have a happy passover and let's say hi to Goddess, because Goddess is back. I know. You know, Goddess, you're in my book, on my page now. If you go to Facebook, you're in one of the boxes as my friend. <laughs> I mean, baby, did you move up in the rank? <laughs> Boy, you're getting around in the world. I don't know how Facebook does that. They just change that thing all I don't the time. Know, I don't crazy. think you can even control it. totally that. crazy. Then there's another thing we have to talk about, my Jimmy Star PR World Public Relations Gmail dot com and it has all of his stuff here. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it has that. no, it has it. It's called World Star PR. Yeah, it's I a just PR said agency that. I that I run with Eileen Shapiro. Oh my Eileen, I miss you. She's her in so the much. chat room too. What's up, Eileen? Oh. Eileen, I certainly miss you a lot. I miss so many of my New York friends, but I miss you the most because I think I love you the most, Eileen, <laughs> and I miss them also. But anyway, see you soon. So you can go to World Star. PR.com if you guys need PR for indie films, authors, uh, uh, films, authors, movies, any kind of indie, anything, like we'll promote it and we are the best. And I want to talk about trash. Uh, <laughs> trash in Sweden, by the way, they burn. And in burning it, they cause energy, which saves the people in Sweden money on electric bills. So what's the big deal? Why don't we do it here? Why don't we burn the trash instead of doing landfills, which only create rats, germs, diseases, and then the builders go and build on it and your house caves in because the garbage is rotted. So let's burn our trash as they do in Sweden and help the world with the energy crisis. That was a good one. I got that half That's right. He's like going, He's going through his Facebook page. Well, this is what I'm going to do from now on. This one I love. Urgent warning for tomorrow. Aliens are coming to Earth tomorrow. Their mission is to abduct all sexy, good-looking old people. I mean, I'm just share. I'm just sharing to say goodbye. I've got to go pack. They're cute. Who's? I think Chad's saying something. So let's 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 get, say hi. So we want to welcome some people to the chat room. I wait, wait, wait. I'm not room. finished yet. One more thing. <laughs> Tonight is the Valley of the Dolls. It's at the Camelot Theater in Palm Springs. Six o'clock cocktails get a little bombed because when we go in to see the movie, we're going to do the same thing we did at the Rocky Horror Show. We're going to like throw pills in the in the aisle. We're going <laughs> to overdose in our chairs and scream at the actresses when they pull the wig off of 
of um, Susan Hayworth. People are going to be wearing wigs and pulling them off each other. So it should be hysterical. Not to laugh at this movie because everybody's dead in the movie and it's a sin. And Sharon Tate is also in the movie. And you know how dreadfully she died from Manson. So I don't know that we're going to be too rough on them. I think it should be delicate when it comes to the uh, to Sharon Tate. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see tonight. Come join us. Meet Jimmy and I at the Camelot Theater in Palm Springs. It's seven bucks a ticket for the old bags, and I think fourteen bucks a ticket for you youngins. So come on down. There you go. It's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. Uh, we want to welcome some people in the chat room. Patrick Talbot's in the chat room. He's Ghostly Beard, a uh, great musical artist. He's got a brand new single coming, uh, getting released on. I think it's on Monday. It's called Going Away. And uh, he's got a new album coming out on May 4th. We got uh, B. Claudia from Germany. Hello, hello. How are you? Dave Hughes from England. Dave. Stars Now UK uh, is in the chat room. And uh, we got a good show for you guys. If and you I want everybody out there to support Stan Zimmerman. And I'm going to read you what I wrote on Facebook today. Good news. Good news. No, Trump is not dead. Stan Zimmerman is moving ahead with his new TV show, The Silver Foxes. In sh it's sort of a takeoff of The Golden Girls. Stan wrote The Golden Girls, and now he has created and is producing Silver Foxes. It's about four gay guys living in Palm Springs. Now, that has got to be hysterical. I live here, and nowhere in all of the gay world are there queens like here. Well, Stan's amazing talent and cast he has in mind, it will be a number one hit show. Now, all my readers and all of the four and a half million people who watch and listen to our TV show, The Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Oh, where did I go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to work this goddamn thing. You need a I bigger teleprompter. Right, I need a teleprompter instead of right. a stupid computer. Uh, Jimmy and I... Oh, oh, stands it to make it happen. Demand that a network puts it up. It is not fair that gay people are not seen on TV. That is a cast of all gay folk, not just a gay person here and there. Jimmy and I stuck out our necks when we went on TV as the first married gay men. Now, Stan is doing the same. The networks are so afraid of offending viewers with gay subject matter. Sorry, no gay sex will be shown. So what's the big deal? Be fair and let us get out of the shadows and into the light. We are nice, good people. Let's stand show you with Silver Foxes. Yay! So please vote for Silver Foxes. There's it's no vote, going... honey. There's no vote. Well, no vote. Give support. But, no, support, but vote for it. In other words, we're going to start a vote. And it's going to be the vote that we, ha we, we must be seen. We can no longer be hidden. I mean, black people are all over television. Asian people are all over television. People with... Uh, with um, Gay people are too. They just Wait, don't know where they are. No, <laughs> physical people with physical disabilities are on television. Everybody is on television. So time for the facts Hang to on. be. Diversity is on television, but diversity stops when it comes to gay people. Now, let's not do that. Because you're right, Jimmy's right. Half of the actors doing those commercials and on television <laughs> okay. are gay. They're closet gays. So why not show two men in love kissing and hugging or women? There's nothing wrong with it. Kissing is beautiful. Love is beautiful. You're not going to be any trashier than Blanche was. Blanche was a whore screwing everybody. It's no different. No, I know that, but but these homophobes, they love to, it's like they love to pin everything on us. You know, if we kiss, it's disgraceful. If 
in a movie, a guy's going down on the chick, that's okay. So you see, if we showed a guy going down on a well, guy can, in the movie theater, they would walk out. People would be mortified because religion or whatever it is has taught that homosexuality is degenerate and it's disgusting and it should be killed. But it's not so. We all have a right to love whom we choose to love. Thanks, Eileen. I like because you know what? I wrote in my Facebook, we were created. We were not converted. Gay people, that is. <laughs> there you go. Eileen says, well said, Ron. Anyway, you guys, we're really working uh, on it, and we're really hoping Silver Foxes is going to make it to the silver screen. And uh, should be a lot of fun, so everybody support it. And, and uh, we're going to probably have Stan come on again in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh, absolutely. St Stan is coming to our house soon for dinner. And I'm going to work very closely with Stan and a lot of people who now are supporting uh, gay people on television, gay shows. They're all saying they think it's going to be a great show and that there's good TV well, you know and bad TV. what it TV. is? Black people for years back in the 40s were not shown in the movies. And if they were, they were shown as these morons. Yasm, I'll do it, ma'am. What you want? Oh, yasm, yasm, like moron idiots. And they were shown as maids and, and servants and chauffeurs. And the black people Degrading. No, black people were more than that. Lena Horne, I mean, God, what was more wonderful than Lena Horne's beauty and voice? And so many like Lena Horne. Now they're doing it to gay people. They're showing us as flaming fairies flying in and out of windows. I mean, it's terrible. All the queens that do, darling, it's those, those silly fairies. I mean, those are, yes, here. But there are a lot of Jimmys and Rons and a lot of other people out there. With houses and picket fences and dogs and go to the movies. and Yeah, you know, like they like Shakespeare we said. We don't all wear dresses. Like Shakespeare <laughs> said, we bleed if you stab us or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's time that gay people get their share of diversity. There you go. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm Chad. Hi, Captain. Does it look like our guest is online? Hmm, let me roll over here and check. <laughs> It looks Hopefully. like, yes, Rich Neal is online. All right, so let's do this. Let's play a song. Uh, let's do Ricky Rebel's time while we're getting Richard Neal set up, you guys. Ricky Rebel, you guys follow him on Twitter at Ricky Rebel Rocks. This is off his new album, The New Alpha. The name of the single is Time. You guys will love it, and hopefully when we get back then, we should be all set up with our guest. Here we go.
Ricky Rebel time Rebel. off the new Alpha uh, album. You guys can get it worldwide now. So now, now say something again, Richard, to make sure that you can, uh, we can hear you. Now we can hear you. Say, hey, say Jens, how you guys doing? There you go. Good, good. <laughs> so just to, so you guys know, he's like in a diner or something in, in a coffee shop with his daughter. But uh, we're gonna have fun with this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll have her chime in in a second. But now let's do a nice intro. All right, everyone. And now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star with Ron Russell. The incredibly talented Richard Neal. Hello and welcome to the show. Such a pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely. Hey. Let, me let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Pleasure meeting you. Any guy hey, from punks that oh. lived on the Concord. Wow. <laughs> for, you, for those no. of you out there that don't get it, if you lived in the Bronx on, like, say, 175th Street in Grand Concourse, you had bucks because those apartments <laughs> were magnificent. Marble entryways, sunken living rooms. I had a lot of friends up there I used to visit. They were rich kids. I came from Brooklyn. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about because I, I didn't grow up rich. I was well, <laughs> a beautiful neighborhood. It's nice, but it's, you know, I was like out of West Side Story. I was, I was running away from the gangs, you know, the, the Puerto Rican gangs. It was straight out of West Side Story. I used to go up <laughs> in the early 50s, 1950s, and you couldn't find a better neighborhood. Yeah. It was chic. Ron, come closer to the mic. Can't hear you. Come closer to the mic. If I put it any close, I'll give it head. Are well, you do, what, do what you have to do. <laughs> I mean, look how close it is. All right, Richard, hold on. Move your screen down. We lost your chin again. Yep. Uh, there we go. You're too handsome to be lost. Yes, we don't want to lose you. So hold on. Let's finish introducing you. We got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mr. Neal, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chad. You can't see him. You can only hear him. And then yeah. we have a, um, a chat room full of people, every major country represented. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, guys. Thanks for chiming in here. There you go. You got to, like, love it. So before we get started, I want to uh, 
because so, we haven't had a whole lot of voice actors, and I know you're an actor, actor, and a voice actor mm -hmm. both, but I want to talk a little bit about voice acting before we talk about your new film, which I watched and I really enjoyed, by the way. Oh, um, thanks. Good. Uh, but you're, you're a video game voice, and you're the voice in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the, the Frozen Wilds, which I don't play video games. He does. I do. But you, do, do you so know as an old man, you play video games? Oh my God, he plays Zelda. Can you call me an old man. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. Oh, Here we go. Coming up to Massachusetts via private jet. <laughs> Take oh, me out. Man. Oh, I'm going off the show. I'm having a stroke. Listen, no, he loves Zelda. He plays Zelda I love all the time. Zelda. I played every one of them. I'm playing now the toughest one, but that's okay. I want to know, do you know my dear friend Barbara Rosenblatt, who's the queen of voiceover? I don't. You don't well, she does it. books, though. He doesn't she do does books. Audio, he does no, video she does audio books. She does audio books. They had cocaine. They were on a very big high. That's how. She did the Barbara Streisand story on. You should get to know her. She's fabulous. Anyway, so tell me what you do with voiceover. Okay. Tell tell well, us a little bit about because like I th find it fascinating, and I have an I audio I have an audio book company, you know, and so like I have, but we just do straight reads, and I think that uh, you know, video doing video games is like totally different, and since he really likes video games, and I would imagine a large percentage of the people who like listen to our show like video games. Number one, how 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 much different is it for you? Do you like it a lot more? You know, tell us a little bit about the, the differences and 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 a little bit about it. Well. Um the Horizon Zero Dawn, I got to actually do um, some motion capture, which was amazing. You wear this, you know, astronaut-type suit, and you've got this headgear and a, a microphone and a light shining in your face, and they capture your facial expressions and your, you know, emotion through your eyes, and they're capturing your voice. At the same time, it's very theatrical. You get to act with your full body, and then they, they make you out to be whatever. I was this Inuit Banuk warrior. You know, I joked when I was on the set, I said, well, you know, they showed me this illustration of the guy I was playing Aratak. And I said, well, I'll have to start doing my push-ups because it's just this guy who looked like Dwayne Johnson. He goes, no, 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 don't worry. Well, we'll take care of that for you. It's all in the, our graphic designers will take care of it all for you. So um, it's pretty phenomenal. You basically turn into a cartoon. But the, for, for general voiceover, you're, you're playing with your voice and... Uh, you're modulating it and trying to find what the people are looking for. And um, recently, I got to do one for um, Tim Miller, uh, who directed Deadpool. It's a new Netflix uh, graphic anthology series, and I got to do a very uh, kind of a naughty kind of Tom Waits voice, which uh, can be it. very exhausting after a while. You really have to take care of your instrument here, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I love Deadpool. It pays very well because some people I know that do commercial voiceovers, they said mm -hmm. that they, they live on it for like six months, what they make. <laughs> so I don't know where they live or how they live, but they live on it for six months, maybe, you know, with Meals on Wheels <laughs> helping them. But um, is it true that voiceover pays well? It, it does. Um, but uh, right now, you know, there's been some, um, I don't want to get into too much details, but I know there's been negotiations with the union. You don't make residuals, unfortunately. It's not like commercial acting where every time it's being right, play. so many units being sold or whatever, right. you're not getting any more money. So you're basically, it's a, it's a, it's a buyout. Um, but obviously, you know, it's just like commercial acting. There's, um, you know, the people like you were joking about the guy who 
and can you hear me, can you hear me, people right. who are like that or a woman who does progressive, they're in a different orbit. Most people are just going, you know, job to job and are freelance and it's tough. You know, you audition, for, as you know, you audition for a lot of work. Most of the right. gigs you don't, don't get and you put all this work, you do all this homework and, and you know, and you don't get the Job. But, but residual, uh, you know, residuals are important. I did a, a TV important. show maybe 35 years ago, mm-hmm. and I still get like 10 cents. <laughs> I mean, why, why do they bother? The stamp costs more. <laughs> they still send, they do. Know, they I, send you 10 cents residual because it's that many years later. Do you get any of those ridiculous. 10 cents? Do you get any of those? I, I have, yeah. I mean, there was a bar, believe it or not, Studio City in California here, sure. where I live. Um, called residuals and used to be where you bring in one of these checks for 10 15 cents and they would give you a free beer or a free drink. I love it. They were losing so much money they weren't doing it anymore. Oh, but can you believe the mentality of the bookkeeping and everything? But they have to, by union regulations, send you that royalty check of 10 I cents. It. I, I love it because I think it's cool and I think as an actor, it's a way to broaden you to have more opportunities to. To, to support yourself, you know, because not everybody can do voices and do voiceover work in the first place. Um, and it's very competitive. I, I was at a comic con and the guy who voiced, I don't know, one, some famous character or whatever had more lines in it than like, you know, than like Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. I mean, like he had th- the voiceover people, if you become really big, you know, and you're a big character, you, you know, you, you've got like a super crazy, crazed fan base. Now you have That's a crazy voice. You well, thank you, sir. Do you sing? No, I wish. No. And sing with that baritone voice. But my wife and, and daughter will attest to you that I do not sing. I try you to. Have, s- you have a tin ear. You don't hear. You don't hear <laughs> music. I think I sound like Sinatra or Tom Jones, but uh, I'm in total delusional land. Did you ever train your voice for singing? I did. I studied. I am the most. Oh yeah, I've trained my voice. Obviously, you know, you go to theater school and you know, working from the diaphragm and loosening up the instrument and and, and doing scales and all that. But as, as actually singing musical theater, I'm probably the most frustrated singer there is. I, I, another lifetime. If I come back, hopefully, I'll be a singer. When I auditioned in my younger years, they'd say to me, "You sound too gay," and I say, "Well, I'm going to work on it." So, what did I always? You sound do? like you're. You sound like you kept that Tony Curtis edge about you. you well, can hear yeah, it in your that's, voice. that was the other thing. When I was young, I looked too much like Tony Curtis with my black hair and my thin face, and that went against me. But uh, when I auditioned for parts, I became a Brooklyn tough guy. Hey, what do you mean over there? Give me something else. And then I didn't say I'm gay anymore. So they cast me all the time. I, I either played, I played once a priest from Brooklyn who was taking care of a bunch of orphan kids. I forgot the movie. And then I played a cop several times, a detective once. So I play those tough guy roles. And it's really funny because that's the furthest thing from who I am in person. Now, who are you in person? And how far are you from any character play? Did you get that one, or did you hear me? Ron, come closer. I'm sorry. You know what? You have to up my mic. Jimmy always lowers my no, mic, so he upstages me. <laughs> I upped it twice. No, you like to upstage me by <laughs> having sure your voice. Well. I said, I'm, I'm the furthest thing from playing the character as a tough cop. What is your, what, how, who are you furthest from what character you've played? Well, like, Where are you really making believe? 
Um, well, to be honest with you, I, I played Stanley Kowalski on and off for about a year, you know, Street Cranium Desire. Oh, I love and that. That's easy for me. Really? Oh, yeah. You're, you're a tough Stella! guy. <laughs> I mean, there you go. With, with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, yeah. What are you, yeah. two queens? What are you, queens? What are you, queens? Yeah. No, you got to do that. Uh, so that's the furthest from you. Well, I, I would say that because he was so... He was such, you know, he was described by Williams as being a very animalistic, you know. You know, I love the role. I love, I love it too. I love the language is so fantastic. But you are playing somebody who sees things black and white. There's no gray at all. So, you know, anything he doesn't understand, he's suspicious of. Right. <laughs> and and uh, so he's, uh, you know, I don't want to go into our political uh, time of, of our era, but. There's a very anti-intellectual bent to, to Kowalski. He, he sees no gray area. He's not very empathetic to things that he does not understand. So it was uh, to work that way was refreshing after a while. I think that okay. So let's talk a little bit. Okay, so you're. I'm sorry, you're, you guys are freezing up on me. Here. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, well, well, your chin is gone again. <laughs> we lost your chin. Let's again. see the chin. Who's moving your computer? There you go. There, there you go. There you go. Did okay. you like how we direct you from here? So okay. So so you you you're a. Oh, he's gone. Hang on. Now he's coming back. There he's you back. go. You're back. There you are. So you're a theater actor. You're a voice actor. You're an actor actor. I want to just let everybody know if you guys uh, might have seen some of the things he was on the Bold and Beautiful a couple of times, and uh, we've had Sean Cannon and Ian Buchanan both on the show from love that. We Sean. love them. Sean is the best and, guy. Uh, you're in a couple episodes of Veronica Mars, which is my favorite freaking like TV show from back in the day. It was such a great show. So just to be able to have that on your resume is awesome. Um, you did a movie, Nothing Like the Sun, and we had Marshall Hilton on last week, and Stephanie Estes was on. She was Stephanie Estes was on last. Uh, no, a while uh, ago. Well, that was like a year ago, maybe. Yeah, a long uh, time promoting ago. a film. She's fabulous, and I see yeah. you've done a couple of I things. I love Stephanie. Yeah, you too. She's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and now you have a new movie out, and I, I guess I don't know. If this is is it is it out for everybody to see? Prodigy. It is. It's on Amazon, iTunes, um, YouTube. Okay, so um, Google Play. It's all over the place. You know who you remind me of, and it's so sad. A very dear, dear, close friend of mine, Richard Anderson, who just passed away. The actor. You look like Richard, and you sound like Richard. Do you know who Richard Anderson is? I don't think is? he looks like Richard Anderson. Oh, he does. He does. He's familiar. He was Oscar Goldman in The Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I he was yeah, one Lee of Major's the most boss. wonderful people in the world. Yes, and Lee a, Major's boss. And a dear, dear friend, a good man, a good father, good husband. He was just one of these people that don't belong in Hollywood. Because <laughs> everything about mm -hmm. him was normal and wonderful and decent. You know, he didn't have any skeletons or, or anything in his closet. I love Richard. And when he passed, I pay, he passed old. But even old, he was still a handsome man. Actually, though, when Ron was saying the, the thing about what's the farthest role, so so you have a new movie called Prodigy, you guys. It's out everywhere. You're going to want to see it. He's the star of it. And uh, uh, first of all, like, I was imagine that that's a character, like, now that I've talked to you a little bit, that you kind of, like, might be kind of like that character a little bit. Um, like a nice, caring, trying to, like, work it all out kind of, like, person. And uh, Well, you know... I I have a 16-year-old daughter, and so you become a father, and you get very empathetic, and it changes your life when you're, you know, involved. Yeah, exactly. Well, that goes with the territory. Yes. All of those. I had two daughters. They were 16. I'm lucky I'm here. 
So hold on, Tell you guys. So, so, uh, hold on. Let me tell everybody a yeah, little bit so about the, it. The character has su suffered this pat, this, this this trauma in his past, and it's made him very empathetic. And he um, mainly works with the troubled youth. Uh, and I think I think that's the, the key to this character. He's very has a very open paternal instinct, and he's a good listener. And uh, um, you know, you try to understand. You try to understand and and, and be that the caregiver. So in the so, film. So hold on, let me tell people what it's about because I want people to see. Actually, I think people should need to see this movie because uh, it was uh, I, I was very fascinated by it. Number one, because first of all, you guys, the name of the movie is Prodigy, and it's the story of a psychologist played by Richard Neal, uh, uh, engaging a dangerous young genius in a battle of wits, unaware of the supernatural power the girl possesses or that her life hangs in the balance. And the little girl is played by Savannah Lyles, a fantastic... Oh, look, he's drinking beer. Fantastic. Savannah Lyles, what a great young actress Wait she a minute, is. It's not real beer, by the way. It's studio <laughs> beer. Studio we beer. don't want to get in trouble. You're not allowed to drink on network. Oh, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> not it's against the law. You'll get really shot. That no. was fake beer, ladies and gentlemen. No duels. You do that with iced tea. Iced tea and you drop an ice cube in We're on the internet, so it doesn't matter. It does matter. It's still air. No, it You're not allowed to do certain things okay. over air. If you if you guys could see where I'm where I'm I am, you would not believe it. It's straight out of a Sam Shepard play. I know Massachusetts. Show us. I know Massachusetts well. I love it. So okay, so hold on. So you have Savannah Lyles, a very young actress, and you two are basically the leads in this film. And and what found I found fascinating by the film, number one, it's it's not a super high budget film, but it's shot very well. The acting is very very good uh, in the film, and the fact that almost like ninety nine percent of the the whole movie takes place in one room, um, with two people, and it's all dialogue driven. The fact that it like kept my attention. You know, I love for, those for the length of, of the films. film, I thought was amazing. So kudos to you and the acting job that you did, and and to the acting of Savannah Lyles, and actually yeah, all the supporting cast is really good, and the direction and everything was really good in the film. How do you remember lines? What's your trick? <laughs> I can't. I was up to play the lead in a wonderful um, play that was written uh, called uh, Fields Guard. It was about two gay guys. What was an ex-lover? He invited his lover on. over to his house because he was going to commit suicide, and he wanted to say goodbye. So I was the interior designer that was the lover going to see the killer guy. Well, I couldn't remember a bloody thing because it was nonstop two and a half hours of dialogue. It was insane. Uh, I didn't do it. They had difficulty, you know. So how do so you do it? So his question is, yeah, how do you remember lines? How do you lines? do it? I mean, that's a well, whole long thing. It's a muscle like anything else. Well, movies could cut. Let him answer. Stop. Wait a second. Movie. <laughs> this was a play. Could you do a two-hour play, two-character on stage without screwing up? Um, yeah, it's a lot of practice and a lot of rehearsal, and and you, it's a muscle you develop. You 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 work. You uh, um, you just got to get it so you're not thinking about it. The last thing you want to do is think about your lines. I mean, there have been. I mean, I, m I remember doing a, a, a Sherlock Holmes. I played Sherlock Holmes in a pr production called *Crucifer of Blood*, and uh, I actually did have a so-called brain fart. I just spaced out, and and it was this crucial scene where I was on on stage and and, and trying to strategize and figure out exactly um, my. Uh, prognosis of, of the of what was going on and and uh, my my guy playing um, 
uh, Watson and the, the woman I'm working with, everything was on me. And there was literally probably 20 seconds where I completely blanked. And it was the most horrifying 20 seconds of my life. It probably, it felt like it was five minutes, but it was 20 seconds. Right. So that does happen to you. And and everyone looked at me afterwards, we're talking in the green room, and they were like, well, Richard. You're breaking up, Richard. I, I didn't know. The guy who was the corpse said, I couldn't help you out with your lines. I didn't, we didn't get that. Hang on. You broke we, up. You we broke didn't up get that. What's that? Could you repeat the end? You broke up. We didn't get it. The guy was dead. We didn't. We didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> so repeat oh, that. I was we felt dead. Who probably could have fed me my few line. He said I couldn't help you. I, I was dead. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we got. Now we one. got it. We so. got it. Now it's fine. Okay. So, theater so it's, work it's, it's a, is it's, harder than it's a film. muscle. It's a muscle, right? You can't call it cut when you space right. out. So it's a muscle. You develop and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, and you have a sense of where you are. You have a sense of knowing your intention. And and you can usually, even if you have a long monologue, you can usually find a way of getting back if you just know what your intention is and, and what your relationship and what you want to do in the scene. But it's it's a, a muscle like everything else. It's like choreography. You, you know it. Yeah, about if it. The, the writer is watching you, and you'd suddenly change a line because you forgot the real line. Later, that writer is going to say to you, excuse me, Richard, this is not what I wrote. <laughs> Why are you rewriting my play? And then you get in trouble. So I would tell the writer, well, you get your ass up there and see if you remember the crap that you wrote. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, there's that famous line, you're from New York. You, you from New York, you would appreciate this. Uh, from the Marx Brothers, remember... Uh, Oh, yes. uh, what's his name? Who wrote all the George S. Kaufman would right. be in the lobby of one of the Marx Brothers productions, uh, whatever they were trying out on on stage before they filmed it, and he would be in the lobby and he go, oh, hold, hold on a second, I think I heard one of my lines, because right. they would just completely go off script, completely. <laughs> I think I heard one. Well, that happened with the last movie I was in. It was called what was it? Called? No, we're not going to tell people. Well, we won't tell you it what was it was because it was such a bad film. But no, seriously, I played a a, a mean cop from Brooklyn. And uh, the lines they gave me were a joke because I'm a tough, rough, mean cop who got kicked out of the force in Brooklyn. So I went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ron, closer. Well, this guy wrote lines like, um, oh, gosh, darn heck. Now, I'm going to arrest you. I mean, you know, in Brooklyn, if you did that, they'd shoot the cop. So <laughs> I said to him, these lines are not realistic. I am from Brooklyn, and I have a Brooklyn accent. And, of course, I'm going to say, dem D's and U's and do's, you know, X me and stuff like that. And I cannot switch character by saying, X me about it. I'm going to tell you about it. Gee, gosh, darn. <laughs> it's not working. So I rewrote the whole uh, movie. <laughs> he wasn't happy. It was a terrible movie. Well, did, anyway, did you ever so do? Well. The question is now: Did you ever do that? Just to rewrite, rewrite it because you knew the line stunk and it wasn't going to work. It was going to make you like a jerk. Well, well, yeah. In rehearsal, I would discuss lines with the um, director and say, "Can we?" change this would you mind would you mind if i did this and usually they're very receptive yes he asked. 
You just changed. <laughs> no, you know why? Wait, Jimmy. Excuse me. He had the key word, rehearsal. Yeah, that's true. We, we did have... not rehearse. We just shot. And we and I said to him, where are my marks? He said, we don't have any. I said, excuse me? I said, I don't have a mark to go to? He said, no, I follow with the camera. I thought, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a home movie. You know? <laughs> Well, anyway, they, they, it turned they always up. change. I mean, there's there's even a play like we discussed earlier, Street Crane and Desire. There's a couple different scripts. There's the theatrical version and the one that was initially published. And so when Kazan was working with Brando and Jessica Tandy on stage, they changed some of the lines. So even Tennessee Williams can be rewritten occasionally. Right, but it's so, a, it's such a masterpiece. I wouldn't touch. It. So I want to do this real quick. So Chad. Hi, Captain. Have the Prodigy movie trailer? Yes, sir, I do. All right, so what I want you to do, because I want everybody to see it and hear it if they're listening on radio, see it if they're watching it, so it'll be mm -hmm. on for the TV show. Um, so how about you announce the trailer? We're just going to play it for everybody. It's like a minute. I think two. it's two and a half minutes or something, or two minutes something. Yeah. You introduce it for us. We're going to play it, and then but we'll come back and talk about it. Before you go there, I want to wish Richard a happy Passover and ask him, where are you going for Passover dinner? Happy Passover. <laughs> To, to your house, of course. Oh, <laughs> You'll get here by Easter. I'll bring the matzo ball soup. Good. I love matzo balls. Don't you love it also? Absolutely. It's delicious. I love it is it. delicious. If you ever get to L.A., I'll, I'll take you to Greenblatt's. It's a really good one. Oh, there. take me to Canter's. That's my old yeah, hangout. Canter's, the old rock and roll hangout, sure. Oh, uh, my day. You know who used to be there? Milton Berle, George Burns. You'd see them all in there. Everybody. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sid, Sid Caesar, all the great old Jewish oh, comics. For sure, for sure. They all lived in Cantus. All right, so hold on. Introduce it for us. Introduce the actual trailer for the film for us real quick. We're going to play it, and then we'll be back. Here we go. No, he's got to introduce it. No, I want you to introduce it. <laughs> you, Richard. Me? me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's fired. Movie. All right. <laughs> all right. Direct from the directors, Brian Vidal and Alex Hoy. Prodigy. Nice. subject's hands. Is all this entirely necessary? You really didn't make the file. I'm a psychologist. I prefer to hear from the individual in question. Eleanor can do things. Things that have proven dangerous. Please, try to go in there with an open mind. It's about time. They don't see her for what she is anymore. You think that if you can save enough of us, it will wash away your own pain. It's pathetic. We won't learn anything significant about the patient this way. Girl is a sociopath. It's nothing more than a ticking time bomb. What is she capable of that warrants this fear? That's classified information. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but you're the best chance to get through to her. I need more time. Let me ask you a question, Jimmy. What is it people do when you happen upon something different? Something they can't comprehend? This won't change anything. It is worth trying. This is a game where you just have to know what's good. Careful, Doctor. You're slipping. I'm not so easy to get rid of. It's... 
Let's not that is what kill him in there. All right, Jimbo, there you go. All right, everybody, so that's the trailer for Prodigy, starring Savannah Lyles, available on most of your video-on-demand platforms. You guys definitely, definitely want to see this film. It's very, very good. It's very uh, acted very well, shot very well, a great story, so everybody definitely needs to see it. Now, Ron, uh, hey, you know, I'm the Yenta. I have to know everything. I have to be personal. What are you doing in Massachusetts? Make it quick. Well, <laughs> we're um, actually left Hampshire College. We're on part of a, a, a week-long spring break college tour for my daughter, who's a junior at a school in Pasadena. So we're taking advantage, and we came back east. She's interested, actually, aspiring um, filmmaker herself. So we're checking out all these art schools. We checked out NYU and Pratt in Manhattan. Uh, we've gone to, um, where else did we go to? RISD in, in Providence. On? Let's see your daughter. Hey, Olivia, he wants to see you. Come in. next to Daddy. What's her name? Olivia. Olivia. Olivia, <laughs> come <laughs> next to Daddy. <laughs> okay, I've got the headset. She, she won't hear you. No. There she oh, she's a pretty oh my God, one. She's gorgeous. Look, hey, back you should off, be an guys. Back she's off. beautiful. Out, <laughs> now, I want to tell <laughs> Olivia. Olivia. She can't hear. She can't hear. She doesn't have headphones. Well, Daddy now. will tell her. Yeah. Out of Daddy's one dollar he earns, Olivia gets seventy-five cents, Whoa. and Daddy gets a quarter to spend, well, because that's, that's I, what it costs yeah, me. I'd be ahead the way it's going anyway. I said it'd be ahead if it was that way. <laughs> well, no, I told I told my daughters that because I raised both my daughters, and I told them, remember one thing: if out of Daddy's one dollar he earns, you girls get seventy-five percent. I get a quarter to spend. It doesn't work. But I'm Trump. lucky with a quarter. Yes, there right, you so go. So where are you going yeah. from here after the Connecticut? Where are you off to? So we're, we're actually going to um, uh, Bard and Vassar and then to SUNY Purchase. Cool. So we're going to be uh, tonight outside of Bard. Yeah. Where goes? In New York. Oh, in New York. New York's got good college. It's upstate New York. Right. I love it. Kingston, New York. And then, uh, Poughkeepsie, where Vassar is, yeah. Yeah, great schools. So she. I mean, she's smart. If you're looking at those schools, it means she makes grades. She's very attractive. Tell Beautiful her that she's girl. gonna. Tell her she's gonna freeze her boobs off. Uh, if she goes to school on the East Coast, because it's very no. cold. Very we just cold. moved. We just moved. We we live in Palm Springs, California now, but we just moved here three weeks ago from Pennsylvania. Um, so we like know how cold it is. So she, she might not like that. She'll look. She's gonna like to come home and visit. Well, it's rough well, for she's you. Like, she's like the character out of Lady Bird. You know, she, she just wants to be on the East Coast. She loves New York or the area, yeah, the access to New York. Yeah, well, I, I don't and know so I'd, I'd love her to be closer to home, you know, UCLA. It's all right, I got you, I got you. New York, Richard, also, but I love my New York. New York of the 1950s and 60s and 70s. Today, New York, there are no longer any New Yorkers in New York. Everybody's an out-of-towner. So New York lost its loudness, its roughness, its toughness, its one loving... Can't hear those people for rude? It's a restaurant, What are we talking about? It's loud in here. That's okay, because we're almost done anyway. Yes, it's lunchtime, too. Oh, what time? Yep. 
Well, I know it's almost dinner time, but but anyway, well, no, first of all, you are we want to say have a good time visiting your daughter. We want to thank yes. Clint Morris uh, from October Coast for setting this up. I want to congratulate you on your career and especially on the new film Prodigy that you've got out. I think uh, I think for an indie film, it's done extremely well, and I see a lot of indie films, and uh, so I was really impressed with it, and I think it's going to do really well. Um, so everybody should go see it. The name of the film is Prodigy, and. Uh, we're going to meet you sometime now that we're living in California, and we would love to meet you. So uh, have a good, safe trip looking at colleges. Say hello to the family, and, and anytime you have anything else to promote, let us know. You've been a wonderful guest, Richard. Well, thank, thank you. you so much, guys. It's thank you. been a real blast talking to you guys. You right. too. You have too. fun. Have nice. fun, and tell everybody in the thank restaurant you. hello. All nice right. meeting Bye, you. Richard. Bye. 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 Nice meeting you guys. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye, Richard. Everybody, really, you should see the film. It's a really good movie, I think. See uh, how nice our show is. It's so conversational. Didn't you feel like you were in the diner having coffee and Entenmann's crumb cake with them? I wish I had some crumb cake right now. I love that crumb cake. Yeah, you guys, the film is released. It's uh, it's, uh, on all the video on demand platforms. um, Do you have the same problem? If you eat crumb cake and you dunk it in your coffee... It falls into the coffee before you can eat it. And that's a problem. We have to invent something that holds the crumb cake together while you dunk and then you eat. Hmm. It's stupid, but you know. It's got to be I quick. Love- it's got to be quick, Ron. Quick oh, yeah, but the nice thing is you get your teaspoon and you scoop it out. And now it's saturated with coffee. So it's Turn really. Turn it into a oh, cereal, right? Bring <laughs> Entenmann's tonight. <laughs> I'm giving Entenmann's for dinner. commercial. You know, they should really give us some free cake or money. Come on. I, I often mention Entenmann's. I love, you know, and I don't think people out in California know Entenmann's. I don't know if they do either. That's a New York bakery. It's a Jewish bakery, and they bake the most delicious crumb cake in the world with sugar powder on top. Oh, is it good? I go to New York. It's the first thing. All my friends serve me. Everybody that I know, they all have Entenmann's in coffee for me. This. I don't even know if I've seen too many because, like in in, Flo- in Pennsylvania and in Florida, Entenmann's is big. But well, here it's East, it's East it. Coast. It's an East Coast bakery. Chad, do you like Entenmann's? Grew up with it. I don't really eat it anymore, but I still will. There why? Why don't you eat it anymore? It's not going to hurt. He doesn't you. eat fattening things. Well, that's not true. It's like I, it's I try to buy fattening. everything organic as much as possible, and they ain't organic. Well, you know what. But sometimes, I'm not like 100 like percent all the time. You got to slip. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll slip one in the here and there. Once in a while. Oh yeah, you know they are good. What organic desserts do you eat? They must taste awful. No, they're not. Actually, Publix is doing a really good job. All their ice creams. They got probably about six different brands of ice cream. <clears throat> you know uh, that all taste good. Coffee, um, chocolate, vanilla, Neapolitan, uh, some butter. Uh, what do you call it? Some peanut butter stuff. Uh, mints. So they're doing really good. Publix is getting on the bandwagon with this organic screen wise. We don't huh? have Publix. Nope. You guys got Ralph's. Have Publix. Yeah, we have Ralph's. Ralph's is Publix. It's the is same it? people. They, they just changed the name. It's sure. super expensive. Now mayonnaise in the East Coast is called uh, is the the brand is called um, Hellman's. Hellman's. Yeah. Here Hellman's is called Best Buy. What? Best Buy? No, Best Brand or some Best something. Best Buy is best like Walmart or something. Or something. Not Best Buy. Best, best Buy is electronics. Right. No, no, no. It's called <laughs> Best Foods. Best Food. Oh. So the brand for mayonnaise in California is Best Food. They have Hellman's too, though, I think. No I've, never see, I, no, I've never seen Hellman's. Oh, I thought I bought Hellman's. And, and, okay. And no, Hellman's, no, that was Best Food. Actually, Hellman's. You know, Chad, we, 
We bought a new ice cream, Chad. It's not organic, but it's an ice cream everybody should like. No, learn it's about. orgasmic. It's called. It's called. Right. It's, it's called organic. Magnum, and it, they have <laughs> three course. flavors, and it's Woo! it's raspberry Magnum. ice cream or something <laughs> with a chocolate coated shell, oh, and it has chocolate, right. literally milk chocolate, oh. dark chocolate pieces all over it. And you take the the little pint and you squeeze it to crack the chocolate, and then you scoop oh. it out, and it's like. Ice cream with chocolate all over and it. And the it's ice cream idea. is as creamy and delicious as, uh, what's the one like I like? It's so good. Godiva? Oh, Godiva. Yeah, Godiva's it good. feels and tastes, I think they stole Godiva's formula. It's very good. To tell you the truth, because the ice cream tastes like Godiva. And it comes in vanilla with milk chocolate chocolate on mm. it, or it comes with raspberry with dark chocolate on it, or it comes with vanilla with white chocolate. Sounds no, I good. just, I'm crazy about raspberry and chocolate together. That's like. Anytime I get a birthday cake, that's what I ask for. It's very good. A chocolate raspberry cake. You gotta love, love it. it. So, Chad, I'm going to do a little hero song. Now, wait a minute. What? They should send us free ice cream. They should send us free ice cream. I mean, cream. we just gave them a $60,000 commercial for nothing. Well, I would be happy if they gave us anything. <laughs> so, you know, what's the name of that company? Magnum. Magnum. Or well, that's a condoms also, you know. I know it's a condom, but it's also an ice cream. Well, Sell them together. To, I don't want to confuse everybody out it's there. Magnum do ice cream. not try to chew a condom. <laughs> that is a magnum. You will not be able to swallow First it. First of all, it'll be take up too much room in your mouth. Right. <laughs> this is Magnum, the ice cream. And if anybody out there is from Magnum, tell them to send us some free ice cream because it ain't cheap. How much is it? It's like seven dollars. No, it's five ninety nine a pint. It's Six dollars a pint. Imagine what ice cream. Ice cream. I remember when the ice cream man came around our neighborhood, the truck. You got ice cream for ten cents, fifteen cents, quarter was a lot of money, but you got a big, big bucket of of, of multicolored ice cream. But then again, everybody made forty six dollars a week, so I guess it's all relative. Yeah, yeah I guess it's real. So, um, so Chad, get the uh, the Jacob Needham in the Blue Trees Alabama Baby video ready. I'm gonna do a quick uh, where you hear us on, and then we're gonna play that. So we never played that on the show. Do it. Whoa! I want to talk about Eileen Shapiro. Hang on. Is well, she still in gonna, the room? Uh, she will be because she she knows the next guest coming on, so she will be. Oh, I just well, I'm gonna wait for her to come on before I give her my message. All right. Oh. So anyway, you guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can hear us every Wednesdays from 12 to 2 Pacific time or 3 to 5. Eastern Time, I have to think about that, on W4CY Radio, and that way you get to hear us and the fabulous Chad Murphy live. Hmm. You can hear us on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A. We're also on Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, Caliber Radio in South Carolina, and Society's Basement Radio. You can, uh, If you want to hear other replays, you can go to iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audioboom, Apple TV, and Spreaker or Podbean. And on television, we're on Vimeo, Roku, and YouTube. Whew. And, you guys, we've never played. This is a great country song. The name of the band is called Jacob Needham in the Blue Trees. The name of the song is called Alabama Baby. And if you like country music, I think you're going to love this song. So check it out now. Jacob Needham in the Blue Trees. Driving me mad 
All right, Jimbo, there you go. So, everybody, that's that's uh, Jacob Needham in the Blue Trees. The name of the song is Alabama Baby. What'd you think, Chad? Because you're a country guy. Yeah, that's not my style of country, but uh, there's something missing. I don't know what it is. Maybe a little less reverb in the whole mix, but uh, I like the groove. I like the video. I like the kind of title of the song, and the dude kind of reminds me also of like a, a young Jerry Garcia when I saw his like beard and hair blowing through the wind yeah. and stuff. I was like, oh, that's Jerry Garcia right there. Um, it's not really my style of country. That's a little more pop country, maybe. I don't know. Right, but, you're like, you're country country. But there's something in there that, uh, you know, that will work. I think we could do a little remix on something, but, you know, I, I think he's got something going on there, no doubt. Gotta love it. How, do you have any music on iTunes, Chad? I don't. You and Heather? We don't even re- we don't record. We record, like, personally stuff. Uh, I don't know. We have something on somewhere. I forgot. Reverb Nation or something. Some crappy tracks but no we've you never should, done you should like you guys should like record something like and and see if we could sell it like and get it up and promote it and sell it we'll play it on the show and see if you could sell it it's very inexpensive to get it up on all the uh digital download sites and stuff it's easy to do oh yeah the only big problem is you get the production with all the right musicians to put you know the actual song together and, and the recording time and all that uh, you can do a lot of recording yourself but it's You'd like be getting... surprised how many people are willing to do it for free yeah. just to be a part of the project so many yeah, people out right. there are not working Something and they're be looking done by for us. anything to do, you know. Anyway, um, did I talk about the Roseanne show? No. Okay. R- the Roseanne show aired yesterday, and it got such weird, weird reviews from the L.A. Times, New York Times, everybody's Times. Well, she's weird. It seems that Roseanne is very well liked and very well disliked. So her show, they said, was very good. They didn't care for her supporting Donald Trump, and a lot of viewers were not going to watch her show because of her political beliefs. Now, we're in the business. We're, we're in the acting business. We're in the entertainment business, and we never are who we are. We're always a character of some sort. So could people kindly not look at that show as it's the Roseanne herself show? She plays a character. And when you judge that show, judge the character, the script, and the film. Don't judge Roseanne. The person. The person. Her, her, her beliefs may not be mine, but I don't dislike her for having beliefs. Because in our country, we all have the right to believe in who we wish to believe in. It's called freedom. Freedom of any kind. So let's not judge the Roseanne show because we dislike Roseanne for supporting Trump. Now, my point is, it was a mistake for Roseanne to support Trump, because (laughs) Roseanne has been publicly known to suffer from mental illness, and that only supports the Democrats who say that only mentally ill people have voted for Trump. So she should. I never thought about that. Yeah, so she should really keep her (laughs) mouth shut and not be the weirdo nut job that she is and then go support Trump because it makes him look worse than he is. So, Roseanne, <laughs> I love you. I think you're fabulous. You're a great comedian. Just stick with the biz, honey. Leave politics up to the other people. I saw a thing like on Facebook that they invited George Clooney to do a spot since he was on Roseanne back in the day, but he didn't. He, he declined. Well, I don't think he supports Trump. You know, Clooney is such a leftist. He's, he's yeah, a but real. the show doesn't support Trump. I mean, to be yeah, a guest you know on what? the show. You know though. what? America has become divided and so politically correct and so neurotic and everybody's bad and everybody's having affairs. And, you know, everybody's got stuff in their closet. I don't care who you are, who's been felt up incorrectly, who's been blown incorrectly, who's done what incorrectly. <laughs> 
incorrectly. incorrectly. You know, we all have had our little mischievous, incorrectly things, except we don't get publicized about it. Now, somebody wrote on my Facebook page, in the years that Obama was our president, there were no scandals. Well, maybe it's because Obama was nice to the media. The media hates Trump. And they'll look to do anything to make him look bad because he publicly said when he was running for office that he hated the media and that it's all fake news. So what did the moron expect the media to do? Kiss his ass? I mean, you know, if you tell me you hate me and you hate anything I say, guess what? I'm not going to say nice things about you. That's true. So Trump is self is like suicide you know he's like self-destructive that's the word yep and and i just think a lot of it's wrong i don't like when his son has to watch the things about his mom i think that's horrific and no one should go there no one has the right to go there it's personal and we should never show pictures like there was one about his mother naked kissing another woman naked for a photo shoot and they were offended and they thought it was horrible so i wrote back Get over the fact that she's the first lady. There are two women in love in that picture, and they're lesbians. That's not horrible. <laughs> so what you're saying is that her kissing that woman is horrible, and lesbianism is horrible. And that's not nice. So say nothing, and don't, don't show that picture. Saying, though. I don't think that's what they're saying. Well, what they're saying, saying is the first lady and she shouldn't behave kissing that way. another woman, which is shocking and horrible. If she was fully clothed and kissing Trump, they wouldn't, well, they'd say that's horrible, too. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, you know, whatever, what it comes down to is if you're Donald Trump or his wife, you, you don't win either way. No matter what happens, and everybody's going to find it wrong. I feel sorry for Trump in a way because he's taking all the, the, the load of, of everything. I mean, they're blaming the shooting in Florida on Trump. What the hell has he got to do with that? You know, he's too busy playing golf to know what's going on. <laughs> so how could you blame somebody for something that was done that he never even knew happened? I mean, really. <laughs> So I think we should just um, coast. You know, I think there's this, it has to do with now, though, the fact that we live in the world of, of, of social of, media, pictures, and, Snapchat, and there's nothing <clears throat> that can be hidden anymore. If you take a picture that you don't want somebody to see, unless you never showed a single person, you know, it's going to get out there. Yeah, but it's, it's called nasty stuff. It is nasty. You're right. On my Facebook page, somebody sent me a beautiful picture of Jane Russell with these enormous boobs. Yeah, you told us that last I week. I know, but I want to say for people that didn't hear it, that, that weren't on, with these enormous, enormous boobs hanging out. Jane Russell was a 36B. That's not an enormous boob. What they did was they photoshopped it. And I think that's wrong. The same thing with Olivia de Havilland. When she was portrayed in the movie of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, they made her out to be a nasty gossiping bitch who laid Betty Davis out. When in fact, and I know from Betty's mouth, that Olivia was her dearest friend in Hollywood. She loved and adored Olivia, and Olivia loved Betty. And Olivia would never have said an unkind word about Betty. So Olivia now is fighting for the right to correct that. She doesn't want to be portrayed as a nasty gossiping bitch about Betty Davis. So sometimes the media goes a little too far with their fake news or the way they portray people. All right. So here's what we're going to do real quick because we're going to have to call again. I mean, really, the nerve of them. They portray me as a gay man. I mean, how dare they? <laughs> All right, you guys. So I've got a big, uh, cool musical announcement. Postmodern Jukebox, which is a fantastic, fantastic band um, that recreates oldies hits or whatever, is playing at Silver Legacy Resort. Um, 
You guys see them all over the place because their videos are very, very popular. But it's Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox, and they're live at the Silver Legacy Resort in Reno, Nevada, Saturday, April 7th. Um, to get information and to purchase tickets, you can go to silverlegacy.com. Um, if you go there, you'll enjoy a 20% off the hotel room on the night of the show with the purchase of the concert ticket. So go to silverlegacy.com to get it. Um, they have over 450 million YouTube views, um, like 3 million subscribers. Uh, Postmodern Jukebox, they take top 40 hits of today and reimagine them as coming from older eras of pop music. Um, so the hits instantly give the fans the most sensational 1920s party this side of the great Gatsby. You guys have seen We Can't Stop from Miley Cyrus and, Lo and Royals by Lordy and Puddle's Pity Party was on America's Got Talent and almost won it. They did Radiohead's Creep. It's super, super cool. Next week, I think we might even play like a postmodern jukebox video because like I, I, I watch them on videos at night when Ron's sleeping. I watch videos and I love them. So go to silverlegacy.com and uh, get your tickets for Saturday, April 7th to see Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox at the Silver Legacy Resort. And follow at Silver Legacy on Twitter. I think postmodern jukebox is uh, at PMJ official. On Twitter, something like that. And Scott Bradley is Scott Bradley. It's S-C-O-T-T-B-R-A-D-L-E-E. -E. You guys should follow him. It's great entertainment. Watch the videos. I think you'll love them. And let me just look up PMG real quick. PMJ and see if that's right. I, I totally did. Yes, PMJ official is Postmodern Jukebox on Twitter, you guys. Hope you guys go. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're in, in, in Nevada, plan a trip. It'll be fantastic. Well, you're looking at Goddess now. I'm going to show Goddess's picture on my Facebook. Look. <laughs> Can I, I hope we don't reflect. Can, goddess, can you see that? That's lean, your headshot. Lean it forward. <laughs> Move it forward. Yeah. Lean it forward. Well, lean it forward. I'm old. Yeah, it's there hard to go. see. Can you see it? It's hard to see. Hard to oh, see. anyway, Goddess is on my a big picture. So I thought to myself of the movie, speaking of Betty Davis, uh, where, remember the little girl was outside watching her come out of the theater all the time and conned her into becoming her secretary. Then she became a star and beat Betty Davis out. It was The movie was called, I've forgotten, it's a wonderful movie, oh, all about Eve. Well, that's what I think, you know, my goddess is. She started off as a little meek girl that came into our show like Sweet and Sue, and now she's a friggin' star on my Facebook page. <laughs> Lovely. So I think everybody she's beautiful. Out, she's fun. Well, I think everybody out there should start to invest in Goddess because she's probably <laughs> going to be bigger than uh, who? Myara Carey, whatever her name is. Mariah Carey. Whatever. She doesn't. She's sing. a singer. She's not a well, singer. Give me an actress, quick. Angelina Jolie. No, never bigger than Angie. That's my baby. <laughs> Nobody's bigger than my little honey bun. No, I love my little girl. Feel sorry. So for what her. were you going to say to Eileen? Because in a few minutes we're going to call our guest. But I was going to say Eileen. Um, I think about you so much. I really do. I worry about you. I think about you. And most of all, I miss you. And I want all of our listeners out there to know, in my 77 years of life, I have met so many people who were wonderful and fabulous and turned out to be crap, liars, users, and bitches. Um, then every now and then, you do meet somebody who is real, true, sincere, and you can trust and for those of you out there, that's Eileen Shapiro. So if you're looking for a publicist, and if you're looking to get ahead in the world of, of theater, entertainment. Or, uh, entertainment, I suggest that you contact her because Ron Russell doesn't bullshit anybody. You know, I tell it like it is, whether you like it or you don't. And she's at Eileen Shapiro with a number three on Twitter. I don't know whatever that means, but anyway, <laughs> whatever it means, that's what it is. But I'm telling you right now, 
She is the most honest and so loved. She's loved in all of England. She's got tons of friends there. She's loved in New York City. She's Ireland. Loved, she's loved in Ireland. She's loved California. Like all over the place. She's like she's just loved. Yeah, she's like a super slut. You know, just loved all over. <laughs> <laughs> like Sale is like Sale is loving a super. No, she's not a slut either. She used to be a nun. Then she converted to Judaism, <laughs> and now she's uh, becoming Sam. <laughs> she's changing her name to Sam oh. soon. Which, right. you guys, maybe next week we'll play it, but um, we've had Sam Stevens on the show many, many times, and he's got a, a brand new single that's out, and you guys, everybody should be buying it. Don't Cry. It's, I was trying to think of the name. It's called Don't oh. Cry, and uh, it's available on all the digital download sites worldwide right now, and you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Stan Sam Stevens Music, S-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-M-U-S-I-C. -E -E so get the single Don't Cry. He's got another one coming out soon and eileen says she i loved you ron with my whole heart but it's true eileen i love you too and it's not hollywood darling i love you bullshit like we get a lot in our business you know um i think i i started to really like you when you came on our show i thought you were fun and 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 so pretty and so crazy and with your colored hair and stuff you were fascinating and then when i got to know you i found the the, the mother within that you have like what nine grandkids that you adore and you're always with and you spend all your money on that's why you're always broke but you know <laughs> you're a good person you are you have a good heart and sam stevens if you're watching or listening this show you are a fool and an idiot if you let this one go <laughs> Period. I mean it with my heart. I really mean it. Anybody that gets the, the, the love in the heart from Eileen is a very lucky person. And Jimmy and I are lucky because I know she loves us. And, and Eileen, hurry out to Palm Springs, sweetheart. You know, if my daughters are still guesting here, the house guesting until they get an apartment, it's okay because we'll put a bed in Jimmy's studio. And you could sleep with all the monsters, all the dolls he's got, all the horror shit She's on the wall. She wants to sleep with us. I know, but you can't sleep with us because that's against my Christian belief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Chad. That's me. All right, so Chad, we're gonna. Uh, does it look like our uh, our other guest is online? Yes, sir. All right, so let's play Annie Michaels. I just want to be the one. And uh, and as we're playing, after you you get that thing going, um, we will. Uh, Call him and get get going talking to Andy Michaels. Perfect. All right, everybody. This is I Just Want to Be the One off the album Revisited by Andy Michaels from Australia, who we're getting ready to call right now. Enjoy.
was Andy Michaels. The name of the song is I Just Want to Be the One, and he's got a brand new album called Revisited out now that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, Andy, say something to make sure everybody can hear you. Yes. Uh, good afternoon or good morning my time. Yeah. What time is it there? It's 4.15 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Thank you so much. For getting up early. and <laughs> doing this. I would have said go screw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a proper introduction then. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, poet, composer, singer, guitarist, Andy Michaels. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, guys. It's so delighted to be here. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, how are you? Are you ready for fun? Yeah, I certainly am. Well, you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Andy Michael, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much, mate. Nice to be here. Good to have you. Then we have a chat room full of people with people all over the world. So say to hi, everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody. There you go. And then you got Eileen Shapiro in the chat room. Say hi to Eileen. <laughs> Special. Hi, oh, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. How are you going, Dale? Hey, you know, right. do, you, do you know Eileen? Yes. She's, yes. Isn't, she, isn't she the best? She certainly is. She's but, wonderful. Now, don't you find that the, the fact that she's so flat-chested makes her not attractive? <laughs> right? I mean, I think her boob, boob size is 32A. Yeah, That's right. her bra. Well, actually, actually that's... No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Actually, the 32A is her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> then comes the breast. He hasn't I met her. You've with, never uh, met Eileen? Just on Skype. Oh, she's Eileen, did your boob show on Skype? She says hi back, by the way. <laughs> did those enormous 44 triple Ds that they show on Skype. <laughs> we love I'll Eileen. Have I have those for you. She's in New York. If she pressed against the, the screen, you could feel her boobs in Australia. That's how big they are. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, you're talking about my friend. He doesn't know that we're it's all in fun. We love Eileen to death. We love her. She, like, she gets a big kick out of it. Yes, we absolutely so you're so tell us now. Tell everybody you're in Australia. Tell everybody where in Australia you are. I, I'm near Perth, Western Australia, which is the west side of Australia. As I said, the beautiful side of Australia. 
where they shoot a lot of commercials, by the way. It's the red stone. It almost looks like Grand Canyon t- to some point. Where is that great big rock in the middle of Australia? That it, that's, it is rock. Where is that? Near you? It's in the Northern Territory. It's actually not in Western Australia. It's a bit further north, but it's not far away. They do a lot of commercials on that rock. Yes. I've seen. And they did a couple of movies about that rock. There's supposed right. to be something mystical about it, right? Like the, the aliens yeah. were there. I agree. Yes. My, my family likes rocks. And aliens. No, my oh, fa- your my, family is aliens. <laughs> no, I said the aliens love rocks. My family loves to go to those rocks. <laughs> so, so we've had a couple cool Australians actually. Besides yourself on the show, we had um, tons of them. Are you kidding? A few? I, don't, I know. I can only think of two right I off the bat. I think fifty percent of our show is Australian. Oh, no, we had three. We had um, Jed Brovey, who um, he's in the Lord of the Rings films in all of them, and um, we had Guy Sebastian, who's the the singer who won the very first. Um, I guess it's Australia's Got Talent there. I was going to say America's Got We talent. have the girls, all the girls that were Australian. The one that I think is so pretty and has a wonderful voice. She was on about four weeks ago when we lived in the East Coast. Oh, oh, Hannah, Han- oh yeah, Han- Hannah Levine is there. Do but you know she, Hannah she Levine? Live, she doesn't live in Australia anymore. I don't think she's famous in Australia because all the stuff she did is famous no, in America. No, Hannah said she was famous in Australia. Hannah Levine. She's on a new show that starts tomorrow night, Siren, everybody. you got to watch it. And what about the singer one I'm talking and about? We had Greg. G- the girl that sings. That lovely little girl. She's from Australia. She's young. We had Greg Gould, too, who has a number one. She's a big a, a Australian big singer, famous in Australia. She's got great songs. I've never been out. to Australia, but I would like to come. It looks so beautiful, even I though I don't, lo- I don't like the, the plane ride. Do you come to the States ever? <laughs> I've been there once, but I hope to come back soon. Where did you come when you came here so we can find uh, out if you had a good representation of the States? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was only on the west coast. I, I felt short. I didn't, I didn't get to the east coast at all. So. Well, we're in the west coast now, so we yeah, like well, that. LA, LA is for the birds. I mean, I would not say that LA represents our country, but if you go to Santa Barbara and if you go to points, uh, other points of California, you will see a very beautiful country. LA used to be beautiful until they destroyed it. People do. <laughs> People destroy things, you know. Do they destroy Australia where you are? Is probably remote. Pretty remote. Uh, West Australia is, is probably the most, they call Perth the most isolated city in the world. And oh, it's, got the best, it's got the best freeways, freeways in the world, just they've got nowhere to go. So. Oh, that's good for people that want to open up clubs. <laughs> exactly. So, Actually, it was Sarah C. That's who you're thinking of. Yes. So many, you know who she is, Sarah C.? She's becoming bigger in Australia, just like you. We're getting you bigger worldwide. Yeah, so what do you do? I don't know who you are. He's a singer-songwriter. But what do you sing? <laughs> I mean, what kind, of, <laughs> what kind of music do you sing? It's uh, I call it adult contemporary. Everybody else calls it something else. So oh, no. it's, what, what, Define that adult contemporary. Like, do you sing yeah, like Sinatra, I, that kind of music? No. <laughs> no. It, it, it's more it, it's more uh, uh, modern adult contemporary. It, it's Cat Stevens styles, I guess. But yeah, there's been references to yeah, Peter Gabriel. Um, I have no idea who any of them. Are. You don't know who Cat Stevens is? I've heard him. I've heard of him. I've heard his music, Cat Stevens. You would know. Cat Stevens sang Wild World, didn't he? Wild World. You see, oh, I have. Wait, baby, let me baby, explain. It's a wild world. Oh, I know. I, I, you know. <laughs> And I, I, I can't know, sing. I know music of Doris Day, Johnny Manthus, Frank Sinatra, 
you know, those people. That was from my time. Then, of course, I learned the music of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. Now I don't know who the hell they are. I mean, everybody and their mother's a singer today. You know, they just, oh, I'm a singer, and they can't sing because they sing through electronic devices that make them sound good. And I'm only hoping that you're not one of them. He's not one. Do you go through <laughs> electronic devices? I don't even know how to turn on an electronic device, but I'm working on it. No, don't. <laughs> the, vo the voice purifiers, it sounds so bullshit. Cher, you know, lovely Cher, she's a thousand. Well, her voice cords are gone. I think when they pulled up her face, the, the voice cords went up with it. And you know, they got so tight now that she sounds like a rubber band in a cigar box. But um, Cher is so electronic, it's sad. You know. So don't do that. Either have a voice or get out of the business. I no, he's got a great voice. Adult contemporary is music for people. But what is it like? I don't understand. Is it like adult dance contemporary? Music? No, no. Adult contemporary is like listening music. Singer, songwriter, listening music. So I'm going to like but they it. Say, yes, but they, they call it adult contemporary because it's not for 12-year-olds. It's for 30, 40, 50-year-olds. Oh, like, thank you. Like it's older about time. It's so, about time. So he's a singer, singer, songwriter. So first of all, you guys, this is Andy Michaels. His website is andymichaelsmusic.com. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Andy's Music Co. for company. So it's A-N-D-Y-S-M-U-S-I-C-C-O. He has a new album that just came out. It's called Revisited. I think it's got 13 tracks. Am I right? 13 tracks? 13 tracks. That's right. I can't wait to hear it. And I don't want you to be offended by saying I don't know you. I never research any of our guests, even the big ones, the big famous stars, because then it becomes rehearsed. Yes. And then I sound like the rest of the people, interviewers. So how do you do this? What do you do? You know, so fucking boring. Excuse me, I wasn't going to oh. curse. So <laughs> I, I just can't stand those questions. So we're a conversation show. We're not really a question show. So I I'm, I can't can I hear his music? Somebody just? said that was a great share impersonation, Ron. <laughs> it is. It is. Take me home, 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 home. I want to spend the night with you, 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 you. <laughs> so anyway, you guys. So first of all, Andy Michaels. If you haven't heard of him, you're going to be hearing about him because he's a super talent. And he's singing um, decent music. The album is really, really good. And he has been compared to, and now Ron won't know who these people are, but the rest of the world, Maybe you guys I will, will know. Maybe I will. Give me a shot. He's been compared to the script, which I love the script. Never heard of them. Um, Counting Crows. Never heard of them. R.E.M. I've heard of them. Okay. Cat Stevens, you, you've of heard course, of. Of course, Cat Stevens. And Neil Young. Neil Young. Okay, so he knows the two older ones, so that's good. Well, you know, what <laughs> I'm 77 years old. What do you want me to be, a teeny bopper and do the lollipop songs? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, not. I'm not interested in teenage music. It's stupid. You know, it's like even in my day, in the 1950s, you know, lollipop, lollipop, so let's let's go to you for a second now, Andy. Let's say like, okay, so you're Andy Michaels, and you're gonna get, you're gonna go on tour of of the United States, and you're gonna be the opening act for. Who would be the band? Like, if you could like open for any band on the planet, who would be like, oh my god, that's who I'm gonna open for. Oh, probably the Jimmy Star Show, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Ozzy Ozzy that sings on the show. <laughs> that was a good note, but okay, okay, but like, like, because like, what kind of music do you listen to though yourself? If you're not listening to your own music, who would you? If you were just relaxing around, who would you listen to? Uh, I I love anything really, Jimmy. I mean, music music is a universal language, and there's always it doesn't matter what the genre is. Uh, there's something for everyone. Um, at the moment, I'm listening to some old Flaming Lips and um, 
Um, I still, you know, revisit some of the old old classics as well. Um, but I listen to new contemporary stuff as well. So even even Beyonce. So I like Beyonce. I'm the same as you are. I I I have no prejudice in music. Only thing I don't like is what is it called? Those rap when they. Say, oh, he doesn't like gang. He doesn't like gang, rap. Gangster rap when they just when they say yeah. terrible things about women and how they're going to kill each other and shoot each other. I think that's garbage and it should not be called music. It should be called crap. But um, so I don't like rap. Do you like rap music? No, I'm I'm not into it. I mean, they don't sing. Yeah. You know how could they say they're singing? They're not singing. They're speaking. Where the hell is that? When did that become singing? Any jerk can go there and say, I'm going to get you, I'm going to go, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, you know, that crap. Try singing like Frank Sinatra and hold a note. Nobody it holds, is. I hope you hold notes. You hold notes? <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> that's all that, that's all that counts. So actually, you guys, so the, Andy's got it now. We're going to play, we're going to play a new video that he ju we just released for him called Home in just a second. But um, the name of the album is called Revisited, and it's 13 songs. Several of them feature a singer named Carrie Ironside. I just want to give her props because um, she sounds somewhat similar to Macy Gray, who I think is one of the greatest, like, talents on the planet. So I think that you... You know, you pick someone who's super incredibly talented to sing with you on some of the songs, and there's one of them that's like a duet one that I thought was so amazing. I was like, oh, this should be a single. Um, so we'll have to talk about that one of these days, like well, like what songs we should promote for you as singles because it was really, really great. But you have a new video for a song called Home, and um, I thought what we would do is like let you uh, – Tell us, tell us a little bit about the song, and then I'm going to have you actually uh, announce that we're going to play the video. Like, say, here's my new video, or whatever you want to do it, and then we're going to play it for everybody. Um, so tell us a little bit about the song, and then uh, introduce the video. And Chad, you got the video ready? You bet. All right, go and for I'm going to listen to it on the phone, because for some reason, we never get to hear the music, <laughs> Chad. Oh. Yeah, I know. It was supposed I, I to guess, something, yeah. hardcore something. No, that has nothing to do with it. Go ahead, Andy. Okay, I, I think the first couple of lines of home really outline the whole song and basically it's homes where the sea is calling me. I spent most of my life living uh, near the coast, near the beach and, and when you leave the sea and you go and live in a city or somewhere in an urban area where there's lots of people and you tend to feel a bit lost and it's just nostalgia, you're just thinking of home. Um, and to me, home is, is nearby the sea, and, and hence the song. It sort of has that spiritual feel to it, and it, I think it's quite beautiful. There you go. Okay, now, introduce, go. now introduce the video. Okay. I would like to introduce to everybody out there on the Jimmy Star Show my with new... Ron Russell. Hold Russell. on. You gotta, hold on. we got to do it again because you always got to say the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Mm. Or, or, or you're dead. <laughs> or you're I, killed. I was about to say that last. So on the Jimmy Star Show with Russell. No, Ron Russell. Take three. Not Ron Jane Russell. Russell. <laughs> I would like to introduce. <laughs> there we go. Again. Do it again. <laughs> no, he's all right. He's over playing it. Here we go. <laughs>
right, Jimbo, there you go. All right, everybody, so that was, hang on, let me turn this off. Hey, everybody, so that was, the name of the song is Home. The name of the artist is Andy Michaels. The name of the album is Revisited, and we're on Skype right now with the super talented Andy Michaels, and Ron actually loved it. I absolutely did. You know why? Because I understood it for a change, music that you understand. <laughs> uh, it's it, And it's natural. It's a natural form of music. And of course, it's two of my most favorite people, the Beatles, it sounded like, and who uh, oh, I just lost it. David, David Bowie. Bowie. You know, when yeah. he hits the high notes, because I loved, love, love David Bowie. I mean, when he sings that song, put on the red high heels, whatever, that, that, that just sends me. I love the way his voice gets gravelly. Put on your red high heels. What song is that from? It's not red high heels. Whatever the hell it is. <laughs> what I know? I'm not a singer. I don't sing. It's put on what your red shoes. red shoes. Or, what are, Chad, what is the song with red, David Bowie? Something, something like put on your red, red shoes, shoes and dance Red high heels. Let's yes. dance. I love that. love that. You should do the cover Let's of that. Let's dance. Andy. Andy. Put on your... Oh, I love that. Look, I got goosebumps. Andy, <laughs> do the cover of that. That hasn't been around for 30 years. People will love yeah. it today. Okay. He could do, do, yeah. do that cover. To me, Space Oddity is his, his all-time favorite song for me. So. Space Oddity. He said yeah, Space yeah, Oddity. I love David Bowie. He just had a look about him, and he was so like... So theatrical, so out there, so, yeah. so not human. Just fabulous. Just like like something that was created in, in just fabulous. And you sound like him. That's a nice compliment you got. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you guys, the name of the album is Revisited. Um, like I said, it's available on all the digital download sites in all the different countries. So it doesn't matter what country you're listening to right now. You can get it on all of them. Um, you should also, because he's got a bunch of great articles that have been written up about him. If you uh, Google Andy Michaels Music, uh, you'll see all kinds of great stuff and, and put the album name in Revisited. And uh, I think you'll love it because Well, it's really you're going to have to work on getting to the States and promote yourself here and see what happens. Yes, it's, it's on my agenda to do this year sometime. All right. I can suggest what you could do. In America, if you go and find uh, bottles that are in the street, you could bring them back to the store and you get five cents for each bottle. <laughs> so in Australia, you could go around picking up bottles at factories where the factories work as they throw the bottles out. You could make the ticket to get here in about 12 years. Sure. <laughs> I should be there in the next 25 years. Yeah. 12 years. You said 12. You said 25. <laughs> I used to do that when I was a kid. I'd go to the factory areas where the workers were, and I'd say, do you have any soda bottles? They'd give it to me, and I'd make a quarter. And on a quarter, I could buy a devil dog uh, uh, cookie and a salami sandwich on Italian bread that big. It was 15 cents for the salami sandwich and like 10 cents for a, a soda and the devil dog. Today, that's about $12, $15. You've got to love it. So you have a very nice smile. Yes, I have to does. say, you have a, you're so like engaging. Like you're, You always look uh, happy because even in all the pictures that I've seen of you when I Googled you online, you know, you're always smiling, always having a good time, a very friendly disposition. You know something, Jimmy? All the Australians are that way. You know why? They have gun control. <laughs> And that's why Americans are not smiling because we don't have gun control. So, no, but all the Aussies are smiling. And my friend Willie Johnson, he's always he's gorgeous, too. He did the shaving commercial for folks in America for the shaving cream. And anyway, he's always happy and always up. 
So the Australian people are just a happy people. So are you born and raised in Australia? Of course. I certainly you? was, Jimmy, yes. Yes, in, in, the, in the rural part of Western Australia. So. That accent doesn't come from a, 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 a coach. <laughs> An accent coach. <laughs> I don't think he ha I don't think his accent's oh, that yes, heavy. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he certainly does. It's because you don't hear your depth. No, I but, hear fine. I don't think it's that heavy, though. I don't. I think it's just like a like a normal accent. No. Say you're going out to dinner. I am going out for breakfast. Oh, see, <laughs> he cleaned it up. He Americanized it. That's not fair. <laughs> I got like I've been called a Kiwi so many times. People actually think I come from New Zealand, which I don't. I've only been there once, but I had that comparison also. That's where my friend William is right now, Willie Johnson. He's in uh, New Zealand. Where? So is that considered like a, like um is that considered kind of like a like a diss or whatever? Like if they if you're Australian and they think you're from New Zealand, is that like a put down or something? Because I know people get offended by it. <laughs> no, not really. Just uh, the Kiwis have an accent which is very broad. Uh, they pronounce even a lot of Australian words uh, very differently and. Sometimes I get put in that basket, but it's all cool. No, they're, they're, it's a great country and they're great people. Yeah. Okay. When, when I was younger. He's being diplomatic. <laughs> I can tell by the way no, he's rolling his shoulders. When I was. <laughs> he's like, don't you dare call me like a New Zealand. <laughs> oh, that's not. We have New Zealand friends and they're wonderful. When I was younger, they'd say to me in a put down way, you have such a Brooklyn accent. Now they're trying to live in Brooklyn. They can't afford it. And now they all want to have Brooklyn accents. So, you know, people are stupid when they put down somebody that comes from an, an area where the accents are different. You know, New York accents. I mean, what's worse than some of these nasal twanging Southerners? You know, I'm going to go there and get it. Actually, though, like, because, you know, like a lot of the Australian imports that we've got, like some of the biggest stars in the world are from Australia because we have... Nicole Kidman, and we have Keith Urban, and they're married. Yes, but they all live in America, and they got rid of their Australian accents. They I bet they could make them come back, though. They, they all speak to. American. Can you speak yes, American? Would, see, we call it American. Now, we got in trouble for that because they, they want to call our language English. We do not speak English. We speak American because we've created our own language. You say a, 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 a truck is a lorry. We say it's a truck. So many yeah. things are different. Now, did you know that the United States of America does not have a legal language? They've been trying to get English to be it for the last 150 years. So yes. that's why they're able to speak Spanish in Mex in in, um, in Miami, Florida. Yeah, the legal, the, the legal language in Miami, yeah. Florida is Spanish. So I've declared American. So when people say to me, do you speak English? I say, no, people in England do. I speak American because it's it's definitely our own Wait, language. Wait, can you speak like you were from the United States or no? Oh, sure. No, know. I cannot. No, I have tried before and no, I can't. Okay, follow me. You ready? I'm going to say something. That's not American. That's, that's like that's, <laughs> that's like Brooklyn. Wait, how do you do? My name is Andy. How do you do? My name is Andy. See? You sound like you're from the Bronx. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it was straight fun. I, I thought it sounded like you. Okay, you sound, see if you can sound Australian. Oh, it's, oh, ducky, it's okay. I can. I'm going to go out now and get me Barbie and cook me some. What's a Barbie? A, a barbecue. <laughs> Oh, shrimp sure. on the Barbie. Oh, okay, mate, I know shrimp. Mate, on the mate, what's a what's a what's it got to do, mate? 
That sounds more like an Englishman, but anyway. <laughs> Englishman from New York. Yes, an Englishman from New York. No, it's, it's, it's an elegant Brooklyn accent. No. Now, wait a minute. When people ask you, what do you speak? What do you speak? Australian. Australian, that's right. But yes. actually, it's English. So, that's you know, right. yes. so that we're doing the same thing you're doing. We're saying yes. we speak. Yes. Yeah, well, it's right. Australian English and we speak American English. Well, the English were all over. They were like diarrhea. They just went and... <laughs> and <laughs> And shit it up every country, <laughs> even our country. Uh, no offense to English people. Jimmy's, actually, Eileen Jimmy's, Jimmy's, just wrote Rick Springfield in the chat room, but I don't know why she wrote Rick Springfield. Because she thinks he sounds like Rick Springfield. Is Rick, oh, is Rick Springfield from Australia? No, no, he's no, he's. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, thought, he was, I thought he was from New Jersey. I love Rick Springfield. <laughs> I thought he was from New Jersey. <laughs> Wait, who are like who are some of the popular people in Australia that 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 didn't cross over here, but who are really popular in Australia, like actors, oh, like, singers? How many years you want me to go back? <laughs> you can go back as many as you want. Like I think, like wasn't Kylie Minogue originally from Australia? She, she certainly was, and her sister Danny also are both Australians. Yes. Now they're super huge in the UK. Yeah, and and Nicole Kidman, as you said, Keith Urban. Um, isn't there another Charlize Theron? Isn't she from? Oh, I don't care from? where she's from. She's gorgeous. Oh my God, that Charlize. Oh, if I was straight, I would go straight for her. Young and straight and rich, of course. <laughs> Charlize is absolutely beyond breathtaking she and angelina jolie another great beauty yes yes she's and a passive yes and the nicest human being i've ever met is angie because i know her and i hate when people say bad things about her wait, wait so do you do you ever watch horror movies i love horror movies it's funny you say that i've got the whole the whole um cd collection of um uh the uh thing um Alien, all those, yeah, I, I love them. Australia's in the last couple of years have had some really good like torture porn like horror movies. You had the one with torture porn. Um, well, like that's what they call it. It's just a genre. Um, but like they had the one where the guy, he, it's the real big guy, and he picks up the people in the park and drives them to his house and like tries to kill them. I forgot, but there's a sequel to it, and. Uh, and then there's another one with this giant alligator that these people are on this thing, and then they get stuck on this rock, and they can't get out because the alligator eats everybody, and they're both really good Australian horror films. That's a copy of Worms. Oh, well, they're very good. Like, I'm, I'm a horror movie fan. I'm actually uh, good friends with some of the people from Aliens, and uh, um, they've all been on our show. And I'm an alien. And, uh, and he's an alien. Um, but I think it was called Croc or something. I don't know. But anyway, Australia's got some really good horror films and, and, and good horror fil filmmakers now coming out of it. Yeah. And, and probably the best one I've seen in Australia is, is a film called Wolf Creek. That's, that's Wolf Creek. That's, that's the one I'm yes. talking about. Yeah, the, with the big burly guy. He picks that's up the three. It. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's a it, great it, movie. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee gone gone crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I liked, awesome. I liked Crocodile Dundee. Those two movies were great. Oh well, you wouldn't like Wolf Creek though, because the guy's like it's torture porn. It's torture porn. No, movies, I had but... a friend that used to pick up guys in the park and bring them home. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm familiar with that scenario. <laughs> oh, actually, in the in in the because uh, we have a lady from Germany. Her name is B. Claudia, and she said Hi, B. I, Isaiah is Firebrace, a young new Australian. Australian star is famous in in Germany also, and he sang in the Eurovision contest song. 
Oh, I don't know who that is. And though, but B, anyway. I want to thank you for being so supportive and such a sweetheart. And I think you're a great person. That's B. There you go. She like is, she's fabulous. Okay, she's so. fabulous. We have a, we have such wonderful people that come into. I hate to call them fans because that's a, that's a narcissistic word. Uh, but friends, we have so many wonderful. I have over sixteen thousand wonderful friends that are really supporters and and just. I don't have one person in there that says an unkind thing or insults, you know, like so many. Oh, do. we got three minutes, so go. Oh, anyway, I want to thank everybody <laughs> that that loves us and loves our show because you and know. I want to thank everybody to we, go we, out. We do it for you and get Andy Michael's new album revisited. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want you all to know something else. We do not get paid. We do not have sponsors. So we do this for free. Now, who else does two hours every week for free? But those of us that love people like you, we like to make you laugh and we like to bring you a good show. And we make nothing. So if you'll all send us a dollar, <laughs> 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 we can afford to friggin' eat. <laughs> no, so what's your? We have three minutes, but what's your favorite horror movie? Do you have a favorite? I I, I think uh, Wolf Creek, uh, like I said, or any of the Alien series. Um, uh, yeah, the, the first the, one's the, the best one, yeah. though. Actually, we had Michael Bain, Michael Bean, and Lance Henriksen on the show, and and they're both like uh, main characters. Like Lance Henriksen was like the droid, the bishop. He played bishop, and uh, Michael Bean is the. Uh, I don't know if he's in the first one. He might be in the second one. But anyway, he's like the lead guy in the second one. And uh, she got Sigourney Weaver on. That would be fun. Hey, Sigourney, anybody out there know her? <laughs> Tell her to give us a ring-a-ling-ding-ding. So everybody, this is Andy Michaels. His website is andymichaelsmusic.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy's Music Co. Um, his album is called Revisited. It's 13 songs. It's Fabulous adult contemporary. If you like uh, artists like The Script, Counting Crows, R.E.M., Cat Stevens, or Neil Young, uh, definitely you want to get it and check it out and support indie music. Um, let's see what else. You got any shows or anything in Australia we should promote? <laughs> I want to I'll keep you posted on that one. So. Okay, so if he gets any shows, we'll let you know. But you can stream him on Spotify. You can download his albums. He's fabulous. And... Um, where did I put my glasses? Um, well, uh, right there in front of you. <laughs> well, that's why I need glasses. I want to say that April 13th, a very sensational comedian is coming on our show. No, he's not. Isn't he coming That's from on? last April. Whoa. Oh, I have to get rid of him on. Last April. So anyway, Ike Avelli is coming on our show as soon as we can. He's a fabulous New York City stand-up comic who really is crazy and funny and, and gay and campy. So we're going to get him on for you. So we want first of all, we want to thank you, Andy Michaels, for coming on the show. We love the music. We're going to promote it as much as we can. We'll start playing the video for people. And I think it's and fabulous. And do the cover of Let's Dance, and I will buy it. I'm so going to do it. I never buy anybody's music. I get it for free. But yours... <laughs> yours Yours I'll buy because you did it as a We favorite. want you to keep smiling because the smile is so infectious, it's not even funny. Like, it and really don't is laugh. Fabulous. Don't laugh. If you did Let's Dance, I mean, you're going to sell a lot of copies because the kids today never heard such music. They know the shit of today. They don't know the good music. So, Andy, thank you so much. We got to go because we're out of time. Okay, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Say hi to the family. It was, bye. It was fun, Andy. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey. What a nice fella. Everybody from Australia is nice. We like Australia. Kangaroos and whatever else is in Australia. They have a lot of sharks, you know. 
in the water. They, yeah, have, they have some good Australian shark net, movies, too. They have too. nets all around the beach. Anyway, you guys, we'll see you guys next week because we're past our time. We got to go. Thank you for joining us. And, Chad, thank and you. You're a rock star. You, see you tonight at the Camelot Theater. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.